I love video games so much. I'm pretty fond of this podcast, too. They're fun. This is fun. Video games are fun. Well, not all games. Echo the Dolphin's not really that fun, but most games are fun. You know what isn't fun? Buying razor blades. And my friends over at Harry's agree. And that's why they started their company. And I don't understand why anybody would buy razors from anyone else. I'm super serial. Hit up harrys.com slash RTG and pick up a $3 trial set to find out for yourself why I'm so damn serial about this. Harry's makes the best razor blades out there and they ship them right to your front door. I don't think I'm allowed to lie in these, but I'm not anyways. I've been using Harry's for years and I've never considered going anywhere else. The blades come in this awesome little container that's easy to travel with and keeps them sharp and clean and the razor handle doesn't look like a piece of plastic out of cyberpunk. Those handles are great for high school kids with peach fuzz but you're a man now. Shave like one. And it's not just the blades. Looking good is great but smelling good is just as important. Harry's has skin softening body wash with scents like stone, wildlands, and redwood. I don't want to smell like plastic. I want to smell like a man. They have awesome smelling deodorant for $5, hair products, grooming supplies, everything you need to go from a five to a nine. Well, like an eight, and we don't want to overpromise. Well, like an eight, at least. Harry's offers subscriptions so you can get your blades and supplies when you need them, and you can feel free to cancel at any time, but you won't want to, I promise. Listen to me. Harry's is legit. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just three bucks at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. Ah, greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of my vintage electronic-based game program, Remember the Game, within which, as I'm sure you're no doubt aware, a colleague will join me and we'll have a passionate, informative, heartfelt discussion about a video game that played a substantial role in our upbringing. My name is indeed Adam Blank, and I'd like to thank all of you for joining me for the 202nd episode of the show, where my trusted ally, Mark Tholomew McHugh, who is still unfortunately banished from our Hall of Fame due to his previous shenanigans, will join me for a delightful discussion about Mario Tennis for the 64th Nintendo Entertainment System. And if you're listening to this and thinking to yourself, why is he talking with such grace and elegance? Well, my friend, tennis is considered by some the sport of kings. So I thought I would temporarily set my brash, foul-mouthed persona aside, embrace classy Adam, and play the role of a gentleman to show Mario Tennis and the sport of tennis as a whole the respect it so rightfully deserves because ladies and gentlemen this game is fucking awesome it is one of the best multiplayer experiences you can have on the nintendo 64 and it's easily one of the games that convinced nintendo to just start dropping mario and his friends into every fucking sports game under the sun it is mario tennis i'm so excited to talk about this game and like at this point like what do we have 
for Mario sports games. We've got, I mean, outside of the stupid Mario and Sonic Olympics games, we have Mario Tennis, we have Mario Golf, we have Mario Strikers. There was Mario Sluggers, which at this point I'm skeptical we're ever going to see again, but at least it got a one and done at least. Um, like that little bastard Mario is built like me, but he is a world-class athlete. It makes no sense at all. Uh, that said, it's okay because I love me some Mario sports games. I, I do think they're a little hit and miss in recent years. Um, Mario Tennis on the Wii U is terrible. The Switch sports games have been various levels of good, but they just, and I think anyone that grew up with the old Mario sports games will agree with me, they just don't hit as hard as those retro titles did for some reason. The GameCube was the holy land for Mario sports. Mario Golf, Mario Soccer, Mario Tennis, Mario Baseball, all fucking just fire. But you shouldn't sleep on the Nintendo 64 versions of Mario Tennis and Mario Golf. They may not be quite as clean looking and slick and smooth and fancy as the cube entries, but they still play great today. They're still a fucking blast. Some 64 games have not aged well. Mario Tennis is like wine. It just gets better and fucking unfortunately more expensive with age so just play it on nintendo 64 online and you're laughing uh as i mentioned in the elegant intro uh former remember the game hall of famer mark McHugh is my guest this week and we spent about an hour talking about mario tennis what makes it so easy to pick up but so freaking difficult to master and i mean that literally because nintendo games feel like they're designed to let everybody win these days or give everybody a chance that was not the case on the nintendo 64 if you did not put the time in and get good mario tennis was hard as fuck and we're gonna get there in just a minute because speaking of being hard as fuck it's time for yet another edition of the remember the game infamous intro If you're new to the podcast, welcome aboard. Consider this. I'm glad that Elegant Adam off the top didn't scare you off and make you think this is the lamest fucking show ever. Uh, I actually swear a lot. You've probably picked it up in the last two minutes. I swear a lot. So that felt weird. Uh, But if you're new to the podcast, welcome aboard. Consider this your warning. Our intros are a little beefy. They're kind of long, but they're fun. They don't suck. Our intros are like that opening cinematic to old school Mario tennis games, which are just straight fire. By the way, they're just fun. Just enjoy it. We talk video games and stuff. It's a good time. But if you want to skip it, go ahead about 30 minutes up the road. When you find the music, you've gone far enough. We're going to talk Mario Tennis when that is done. I got to get my plugs in. That's my job. We have merchandise, hoodies, t-shirts, coffee mugs, tank tops, posters, all rocking incredible art drawn by my good friend Joe over at 4545creative.com. You can find all of our merchandise at rememberthegamepodcast.com if you're interested. It is a great way to support the show. And don't forget, we are running a 20% off sale for the entire month of June to celebrate 200 episodes. I wanted to run a 200% off sale, but Shaylee advised me that that was a really bad business decision. So we just moved the decimal point over one place to 20%. So go to rememberthegamepodcast.com and enter the promo code RTG200 for 20% off of your swag. And of course, if you're like, I don't do close, I'm a nudist. That's how I like to live my life. I don't judge. I'm naked right now. You can always just support us on Patreon for just two bucks a month. You get two extra podcasts every God damn week. You get exclusive access to my gaming news show, Game Patch, every Friday, where I look at all the news in modern video games and I add in my opinions and some profanity and stuff in there. And Expansion Pass goes live every Thursday, and it's a different show each week. We do game rankings, we look back at characters, consoles, we do some comedy episodes, there are game reviews. This past week on Expansion Pass, we actually talked about Tunic. Uh, A very Zelda-inspired, Canadian-made indie game currently available on Xbox and PC. It'll be hitting PlayStation consoles in September. I played it about a month ago. 
And uh, I did my best in this review to let you know why I think it's a must play for some and I think it's a must avoid for others, all without trying to spoil anything. And as is becoming tradition during the intro, here is a sneak peek of last week's episode of Expansion Pass, my spoiler-free Tunic review. At a glance, playing this game for the first time is like renting a game as a kid and not getting the instruction manual. And do you remember when you would rent a game as a kid and sometimes they would come with the instruction manuals and sometimes they wouldn't? And if they didn't, fucking old school games didn't come with tutorials. They were just like, well, you'll figure it out. You're supposed to read the instruction manual that you didn't fucking get. That's what this game is. You get dropped into this game. You start out on a beach. You have no equipment. You have no idea why you're there, what the story is, what the controls do, what anything on the screen means. You have no idea where to go. And that is basically what this game is. It it changes, and I'm going to explain how it changes, and it does teach you a couple of things. But by and large, this game is like renting a game and not getting an instruction manual. They're like, you'll figure it out, or you'll fucking rage quit. So that's now available in our archives. And this week for expansion pass number 115, I can't believe we've done 115 bonus episode. Fucking ridiculous. Uh, but this week for episode 115, we're going to look back at the Game Boy. Uh, once in a while, we dedicate an episode of expansion pass to just talking about a console from back in the day. We drop our hot takes, our memories, our favorite games, stuff like that. Uh, and so, yeah, this time around, we're going to talk about that little puke green screen that got us through road trips and family vacations. Should be fun. Is there anyone out there that doesn't love the Game Boy? At least anyone that grew up in the Game Boy era that doesn't love it. Sure, it's maybe aged like the very puke that the screen looks like, but it was that was a what a, that was a, that was my best friend when I was a kid. My Game Boy was my best friend. I was not a popular child. I love that little system. Uh, so that'll go live tomorrow for all of our patrons. So again, two bucks gets you two additional shows every week, plus instant access to over two hundred archived podcasts. Plus, you can join our Remember the Game Discord. You get a chance to vote in our Patreon poll at the beginning of every month. You get the ability to submit comments to be read on all of our podcasts, including playing Play One, Remake One, Erase One, and you get a shout out and get to hear me mispronounce your name like I'm about to do to most of these people. A huge thank you to our newest patrons. And there's a lot of them, and I'm going to fuck some of these up. I can already tell. Musty Beetle, that, uh, Logan Castle, Kevin Byrne, Von Gogo, Robert, Simon Michael, Jeff Peterson, Graham Kennedy, Hunter Moore, Big Poppy Logan, Nate Great, Phil Vau, Va, sorry, Phil, I'm sure I fucked your last name up, Adolfo, Phoenix783, Jonathan McGillivray, Jonathan McGill, Jonathan, sorry, Jonathan, Brent Strickhauser, uh, Gussie Poo, Mark Embry, Jonah Dye, Smokey Paprika, Chronolingua, Lucas Faviza, that's a fucking badass last name, Faviza, Christopher Barber, John M. Watkins, Winter Crocs, Barry McCockiner, uh, I, I see, but yeah, that's an ironic name considering nobody that listens to this podcast, including the host, gets fucking late ever. Uh, and Zach Murray, thank you all so, so much. Welcome to Remember the Game Industries, patreon.com slash remember the game. And please don't forget, 5% of our Patreon every month is being added to a pool that is going to be donated to the Stollery Children's Hospital as part of my 24-hour Remember the Children's stream in December. So you're helping the kids out and getting a bunch of podcasts and stuff. We're over $1,000 raised and we still have a lot of year to go. So thank you all so much. And my last plug is you can find me over on Twitch a couple of nights a week, twitch.tv slash member the game. More and more listeners are coming by the 
the old Twitch box and just saying hello over there. And I love talking to people. I, I, you all know I never shut the fuck up. So come by Twitch and just say hi and you can see my nose and tell me that I don't look like you thought I look like or tell me the podcast helps you sleep. All the backhanded compliments I get from our listeners. So thank you so much. That's enough blowing myself. Let's blow some of you by blowing in the cartridge. It is our opening segment here on the show. I read a few comments and questions from our Patreons, usually gaming related, but not always. And we call this segment Blowing in the Cartridge. He blows all right. He blows big time. That's it, honey. Get into the spirit. Let's blow. And our first blower this week is Gunta Junta. I love that handle. Who wrote in and said, how much would it take to sponsor a game to make you play Metal Gear Solid 3? You are unfairly missing out on a masterpiece because this because of the sins of Metal Gear Solid 2. And I'd hate to see that. And you know what, uh, Gunta? You were not the only person that wrote in this week about, yo, you need to play Metal Gear Solid 3. And I don't know, I must have said something in the last few weeks. And apologies, I I do a lot of podcasts. I can't keep track of all of them. But I must have said something in the last few weeks to catch the ire of Metal Gear Solid fans because I have gotten a a lot of messages over the last week or so being like, dude, you got to play Metal Gear Solid 3. Stop ignoring Metal Gear Solid 3. You don't have to sponsor it. I promise you all, at some point, I am going to play Metal Gear Solid 3. It's almost one, fuck, two or three of our Patreon polls now. In case anyone is wondering, I just hate, I I don't love Metal Gear Solid, period. I'm just going to put my cards on the table. Stealth games chap my fucking ass. They make me crazy. You're going to find out more about that in the next couple of weeks when we review Splinter Cell. I do not have the patience or the dexterity to play stealth games. And I know Metal Gear, you don't have to play stealth, but like you kind of play stealth. And uh, Metal Gear Solid 1 on the PlayStation, I like it enough because it was so revolutionary at the time. And the, and the um, oh, what the fuck is his name now? Oh my God, it's going to drive me crazy. The Phantom, ah, I know it too. The fucking battle where you have to unplug your controller and uh, put it into the second port. Oh God, Psycho Mantis. Thank you. I was like, I was like, fuck. If I don't think of it, I'm gonna get so many messages. Uh, it's like one of the coolest boss fights ever. So I'm okay with Metal Gear Solid One. I played Metal Gear Solid Two, and I hated that game with every ounce of my being. And someone asked, like, well, if it wasn't Raiden, would you still hate it? I think so. Maybe not quite as much. Raiden is the worst character in gaming history. But I just, it just turned me off from the series. I realized that like, this is not a series for me. I don't like it. I have less than no fucking idea what's going on, and I walked away forever. So I've never played Metal Gear Solid 3, 4, 5, but I keep hearing from everybody, you got to play Metal Gear Solid 3, and I'm just warning you all, be careful what you wish for, because I'm I have a, I'm not going into it expecting to hate it, but I expect to hate it. Like, it's just not my type of game, and I don't want everyone to yell at me, um, but no, for all of you that are wondering, I haven't, like, there are several games that are on my never going to play list. Dark Souls is on that list, along with Elden Ring. Uh, Majora's Mask is on that list, I'm never playing that fucking game again. Uh, Kingdom Hearts is on that list because I just don't want to fucking play them. Uh, Persona is pretty close to that list because they're just too goddamn long. Metal Gear Solid 3 is not on the no-fly list. It's just on the someday fly list. Just to put it into everyone's... Just to let everyone relax, at some point I will play Metal Gear Solid 3. I just don't know when. All right? All right. Thanks for writing in, Gunta. Woo! Guy8286 wrote in and said, Hey, Mr. Blank, I have a very important question for you. Who would you choose to fuck, marry, and kill? Princess Peach, Princess Daisy, and Rosalina. Well, that is just the classy type of show that I've come to let you all expect from me here to remember the game industries. Um, Well, I would kill Rosalina. I don't have to think twice about that. I fucking hate Rosalina. So that leaves Princess Peach and Princess Daisy. I would say I'll marry Princess Peach because if she ever gets in trouble, Mario will save her for me. So I don't have to do any of the work. Uh, And then I would just hook up with Daisy because... 
I don't know. Daisy's got some spunk, man. I like Daisy's attitude. She's kind of cool. And she doesn't come with all the fucking Bowser baggage that Peach does. And she doesn't suck as hard as Rosalina does. So there you go. Thanks for writing in, Woo Guy. Fucking classy show of mine. I guess I'm the one that chose to read it. So anyway. Justin uh, Maurer, whose last name I don't think... Maurer... Justin M., whose last name I'm 100% sure I'm not saying right, wrote in and said, Hey, Adam, I know you love side-scrolling platformers, and I was wondering if you've ever played Adventure Island for the NES. It's one of the first games I ever played, and I remember it being pretty damn good for 1986. I don't think I've ever heard it brought up, but I haven't been around the longest. We've never covered an Adventure Island game here on the show, Justin, but I have played. I played a little bit of the first one. We owned Adventure Island 3 when I was a kid. I fucking love that game. And then I played a little bit of Super Adventure Island 2. So uh, I don't know when we'll get around to covering one of them, but I yeah, I... I have played, I do like, and I have intentions of someday covering some Adventure Island on the podcast, 100%. I would love to see that fucking series brought back somehow. I love the Adventure Island games. They're so good. Uh, I love that he hates eggplants, too. Was it eggplant that he hated? I think it was. Anyways, yeah, shout out to Adventure Island. Those games slap. Uh, Super Mario World is not as good as Adam says, wrote in and said, you want to know what that worst thing, you want to know what the worst thing that is? I've never heard it worded like that. You want to know what the worst thing that is? I got my wisdom teeth out two weeks ago as a 27-year-old. It's way worse when you're older. And watching people eat all the solid food and drink all the coffee in your face and just wanting to be able to eat and drink coffee, now to the point, if you could never have coffee again, what would you do? Well, first of all, uh, heal up. You know what you you know what you should do? Super Mario World is not as good as Adam says while you're letting your wisdom teeth heal up? Play some Super Mario World and you'll realize it's goddamn better than I says. But what would I do if I had to give up coffee? For all of you that don't know, I'm a coffee fiend. I'm pretty dependent. I don't do the fancy coffees. I don't need the fucking triple backflip, espresso latte, pumpkin spice, vanilla, twice shaken, once fucking sizzled or whatever the shit they're called. I just drink straight black coffee because it's delicious. Oh my gosh. If I had to give it up, probably cocaine. I'll be honest, probably I might have to turn to the cocaine because I need something to get me through the day. I love my coffee. Uh, thanks for writing in, Super Mario World. I hope you're feeling better. Brian Medeiros wrote in and said, Hope all is well, Adam. I was wondering if we can get a weekend video game episode on Expansion Pass sometime in the future. My brother and I bond over video games, but sadly only get to hang out for two to three days tops because of our busy work schedules, so we're always looking for a game we can finish within a weekend. Recently, we did Resident Evil 2 and Mortal Kombat 11. It would be awesome to hear everyone's input. Cheers, dude. Also, apologies if you've already done this topic. I don't believe we have, Brian. I know we've done like best couch co-op games and we've done video game rental stuff stories but i don't know if we've ever just talked about like what's a great game to sit down and beat in a weekend so i'll add that to the topic list because i think that's a really fun idea and i would like some suggestions so i'll keep that in mind good good call brian thanks for writing in buddy also shout out to resident evil 2 i don't know if you played the remake or the original both great Re the original is great the remake is almost perfect so fucking good i love that game uh, Jeff C wrote in and said, hi, Adam, this is my first time writing into the show. And I just want to start out by saying that I fucking love this podcast. Knowing your love for platformers and indie games, I just wanted to mention The Messenger. It is so fucking lit. It is a retro 8-bit platformer, plays like a Ninja Gaiden, but way less frustrated. The music rocks. Boss fights are awesome. I've got nothing but good things to say about this one. It must have been made by a fan of the Ninja Gaiden series, and they definitely improved in a lot of areas that needed improvement. Check it out if you haven't already. I am a massive Messenger fan, Jeff. I have played that game. It is fucking excellent. And and I read your comment 
just because I was like, well, this is an excuse for me to just sneak in one more plug for the messenger. For any of you that haven't played it, it is very Ninja Gaiden centric. And what's really rad is it has this like time traveling mechanic. And sometimes you're in the past and it looks like an 8-bit game. And then sometimes you're in the future and it looks like a 16-bit game. And that that mechanic alone just scratches me right on my retro uh, inspired indie game fetish that I fucking, I can't help myself. And that game is awesome. So uh, you have great taste, Jeff, both in podcasts and in video games. And shout out to the messenger for anyone that hasn't played it yet. It is awesome. Ocelot of Woe wrote in and said, hi, everybody. Hi, Ocelot. First time being an 18th time commenter. And I'm curious about something. When you went to Japan, did you go with someone that spoke Japanese or do you know the language? That has been something besides money that has kept me from traveling to another country. I feel I need someone with me that speaks the native language. I can't speak to other places, Ocelot, but Japan is very uh, accessible to someone that only speaks English. I don't speak Japanese. Uh, I didn't bring anyone that speaks Japanese. It was just my girlfriend and I. They, what what I would recommend if you want to go to Japan, at the airport, you can rent these like portable um, Wi-Fi hubs. And you basically just charge it at night in your hotel room, keep it in your backpack all day. You hook your phone up to it and you just have unlimited Wi-Fi thanks to this thing. And then you can use like Google Translate or whatever on your phone. And then when you do get stuck, anything you need, you can use your phone or show it to somebody and it'll you know translate it from English to Japanese. But they do a really good job of... Uh, accommodating i don't know how they do for other languages but there is english in a lot of places and japanese people are just the most like people talk about how nice canadians are we're fucking assholes compared to the japanese folks like they are so polite and so nice and so helpful and anytime we had any trouble somebody would help us and people at restaurants and servers and store employees were all super nice and even if they couldn't speak english they do everything they could to help us so if that's your hesitation to go to japan is that you can't speak japanese don't sweat it just rent one of those wi-fi packs so you always have google translate and you'll be fine and i highly recommend everybody visit japan because it is just fucking god's country i would consider moving to japan if i had the opportunity i loved it there so much i can't wait to go back so there you go ocelot hopes that helps finally it's letter time it's letter time and matt whose last name i can't pronounce de babu matt d wrote in and said i feel this new ps plus service has been handled extremely poorly not only was it not mentioned at summer game fest it is impossible to find any real info about it apparently it launches in north america today and nowhere on my playstation 5 has it even mentioned it maybe a countdown clock on the system to get you hype no emails saying if my device upgrades automatically really strange when the game pass goliath is dominating the market now when matt wrote this in i think i don't know when you wrote that in matt but like by the time you all hear this podcast, the PS Plus, the new PS Plus services will be live in North America for about 48 hours or so. And uh, I do agree. I, I've looked over the new game list and it's actually, so I think it's surprisingly respectable, especially for a launch lineup that they're going to keep adding to. Um, but I have to give a massive finger of shame to PlayStation because I think they've done less than a horrible job uh promoting this fucking thing or would it be more than a horrible job i guess it'd be more than it'd be like beyond horrible job of promoting this thing like i can't believe they didn't mention it in their state of play a couple weeks ago it was never mentioned at summer game fest i haven't gotten any emails about it saying these are the new tiers these are new perks this is what it'll cost you to upgrade do you want to upgrade check it out they just kind of like and now it's just here and i don't get why you wouldn't 
Like, if you want to be serious about... I mean, I've always said I think Xbox doesn't do a very good job promoting Game Pass either. But at least, you know, Game Pass is out there. PlayStation is just, like, forgetting this thing ever fucking existed. So, if you have a PlayStation console, a PS4 or a PS5, and you didn't know... Yeah, the new PS Plus tiers are out right now, so go check them out. There's three tiers. They go more and more expensive the higher you go. But on the basic tier, it's this regular PlayStation Plus. On the second tier, you get, like, PS4 and PS5 games, a whole bunch of them. And on the highest tier, you get a ton of PS1, 2, 3, and PSP games as well. And, uh, yeah, I'll give them, we'll get more into this on game patch on Friday, but I'll give them about a B for the launch lineup, maybe even a B plus. I think it's pretty good, but I'll give them a, a fucking D minus for the rollout because they haven't brought this thing up anywhere. And I'm, I agree with you, Matt. I'm fucking shocked. Like you can't expect us to care if you don't seem like you care. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I'll give, I'll agree with you on that, Matt. But that's going to do it for this week's Blowing in the Cartridge. Thank you for all the submissions. Let's change things up and let's get into our Smash Hits segment, the official game show of Remember the Game Industries. Play one, remake one, erase one. And a huge thank you to Classic Concentration from the NES for unknowingly providing us with the theme music for the show. The rules are simple. Every week I give our listeners three retro video games. You can play one as it was released, remake one as a modern game, and the third one is a race from time forever. And as always, there are no wrong answers, but there is a right one, and we'll get there in just a minute. And we're talking tennis this week, so I went with three more tennis titles for the show. We have Virtual Tennis for the uh, Sega Dreamcast. We have Hot Shots Tennis for the PlayStation 2 and Super Tennis for the SNES. And this one was super close, which is always what I want. I always want it to be nice and tight. And this one was tight. 24% of you said play Hot Shots, remake Virtua, and erase Super Tennis. But the second, third, and fourth place options had 20, 19, and 18% of the vote. So 24, 20%, 19%, 18%. That's what I'm fucking talking about, baby. Killed it. Let's see what a few of you had to say here. And then I'll tell you what the right answer was. Mercury869 wrote in and said... Play Super Tennis. This game is magnificent and still holds up today. Remake Virtua Tennis. This game was an absolute banger on the Dreamcast. Let's bring it back. Erase Hot Shots Tennis. I had no idea this existed, and I think I'm happy for it. You're on fucking triple secret probation. for it's. I don't mind that you didn't know it didn't exist, but to say you're happy that you didn't know a Hot Shots game existed, Mercury, <laughs> you're a fucking disgrace to humanity. Triple secret probation. There's my fucking Hot Shot. I never give out triple secret probations, but you just fucking earned one son get out of my sight red sparrows the fucking bar is low red sparrows 11 wrote in and said what do pete sampras john McEnroe, andre agassi and myself have in common none of them have ever played any of these games i'll play hot shots because its title is super close to hot sharts fuck sakes Remake Virtua Tennis into a VR game and erase Super Tennis because balls. Triple secret fucking probation. Do you, st- you all need to stop disrespecting Hot Shots. If you want to erase it, okay. But you show it some goddamn respect. You don't, you fucking, oh, motherfuck. Hot Shots is so good. You're all just a bunch of fucking taints. That's your problem. Graham Kennedy wrote in and said, play Super Tennis. It's a timeless classic with that one more go factor. Remake Virtua Tennis with fully updated player licenses to rival other sport franchises like FIFA or Madden and erase Hot Shots Tennis. A fun game like Hot Shots Golf, but not the legacy or playability of Super, so it has to go. I see! No problem. No harm, no foul. I can live with that. You showed it some respect and then... I could, that's fine. Fucking not like goddamn redded mercury fucking clowns. Albert D- D- Jan, Jan Forti? Oh, fuck. I'm sorry, Albert. I just fucking destroyed your last name. 
Albert wrote in and said, playing by the rules, erase super, play hot shots, remake Virtua. I never played any of them, but I know hot shots golf is fun. So tennis, I hope is com- comparable for a play. Thank you. It is remake. I actually have never played hot shots tennis either, but yeah, same thing. I hope it's comparable to hot shots golf. Uh, remake Virtua. Again, never played it, but I'd rather see a remake of a Dreamcast game than a Super Nintendo game for tennis. Leaving Super out to dry. Outside of this poll, though, erase them all. Give me Mario Tennis on the Game Boy Color or Game Boy Advance. Best tennis ever. I disagree because I think that the GameCube Mario Tennis is the best tennis ever. But I respect the fact that you played by the rules and then threw that in. So no, I'm good. We're good. No beef here, Albert. Well done. Joe Wall Street wrote in and said, this one is super tough because I've only played one of the games and that was the fabulous Virtua Tennis. Whenever Sega brings their A game, we get gems like Virtua Tennis. So I'm going to remake it for sure. Double secret probation, here I come because I'm flipping a coin on the last two. I will play Hot Shots and erase Super Tennis. No, you're not on probation. That's fine. You flip the coin. I mean, it's a little bit of a flex to brag about having money to, to waste by flipping it around, but that's fine. You fucking had one for play, one for a remake, and one for a race. I can live with that. And Phoenix783 wrote in and said, this is my first play, remake, and a race, and I have to say, you couldn't have picked a better sport. I love playing tennis games, and we really need a new Virtua Tennis or Top Spin. I fucking love the top spin games by the way uh phoenix says i will play virtual tennis because it's an awesome series doesn't need to be changed at all i'll remake hot shots tennis because i think a next gen remake would be amazing with updated visuals and using different types of shots and i'll erase super tennis because well it's super tennis i tried it on the snes nintendo switch online and it's absolute garbage if i get double secret probation adam it is an absolute badge of honor keep up the great work love the podcast now you're safe i mean you're gonna get fucking hate letters from members of this community that love super tennis but that's not my problem i get hate mail all the time you played by the rules good job phoenix welcome to the team uh i'm going with 19 percent of you and the order you came up with, including Matteo, who wrote in and said, Super Tennis is fine. We don't need another version of this particular game, so I'll play it. I'll remake Hot Shots. This game and the Everybody's Golf Sister games were great fun. A fresh look at this with online, etc. will be a great game that I'd pick up for sure. Sorry, Virtual Tennis. A fine game for its day, I guess, but it doesn't. Anyone actually miss it? I don't necessarily agree with the logic, but I do agree with your order, Matteo. I myself would play Super Tennis because I tried it once and I hated it, but it's got a relationship with the Super Nintendo and that buys it a second chance because I love the Super Nintendo. I like Super Nintendo sports games. Super Tennis gets one more try before I throw it on the erase pile. I'm going to remake Hot Shots Tennis because Hot Shots is fucking awesome and I just want that franchise back in some form. So maybe this will kickstart into another Hot Shots Golf, which would just be sex. And I'm going to erase Virtua Tennis. It didn't do anything wrong. I have a lot of love for the Dreamcast, as many of you know. But I feel like we need retro tennis games. We need arcade tennis games like Super Tennis and Hot Shots Tennis. We already have stuff like Top Spin. I don't know if Virtua Tennis is going to do it better. So no disrespect. I love the Dreamcast. I have no beef with Virtua Tennis, but one of them's got to be erased. And that's you drew the short straw this week, Virtua. Thanks, everybody, for playing. What have I been up to over the last seven days? And we'll get into talking Mario Tennis. Uh, I've been playing Pokemon Gold still. Jesus, fuck, that game is long. And I was talking about it in our Discord last night. I am just scared shitless of this episode because I do not know that much about Pokemon. And no matter how many times I tell people that, I am going to take so much shit for this episode. I know I'm going to. Uh, And it's coming probably by the end. I don't know if it'll be by the end of June, but in July by the worst case. You'll have your Pokemon Gen 2 episode. Please don't fucking yell at me. I've done my best. I've tried really hard to get into a game that I don't particularly love because I'm not that big a Pokemon fan, but I'm trying. I'm really fucking trying. So just, I'm going to start planting the seeds now. Please don't yell at me for this. Uh, I'm also still playing WWE 2K22. I'm really enjoying this game. It is just a really fun wrestling game. Uh, And then I started playing the new Mario Strikers for the Switch, but I've only played it once uh, as of now, but the, I'm going to start getting more into it this week. It seems really good. Uh, the on the the offline is almost non-existent, but um, 
the uh, the 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 offline the single player is almost non-existent. Sorry, I just read something in my notes and got myself sidetracked. Uh, but it, the the core gameplay is a lot of fun, and I'm hoping the online holds up and it's a fucking blast. So yeah, highly. I'm I've been waiting so long for Mario Strikers. There was no fucking way I wasn't buying that game. That's what I've been playing. Let's talk Mario Tennis. That's why you're here. I like to give a few of you a chance to sound off on the game we're talking about before my guests and I hog the spotlight. That Bailey guy wrote in and said, this game was and still is tons of fun. I remember when I was younger, I took the time to star every character in the game. Love going back to check it out on the Switch's N64 online. Never had an exact idea on how to unlock Shy Guy and Donkey Kong Country or Donkey Kong Jr. Part of me, but still great fun. I agree with just about everything you just said, Bailey. I haven't gone through and starred everybody because I don't that kind of I'm not good dude this game as you're about to hear when Mark and I could talk about it this game just fucking bent me right over um but I still love it I love this I this game is just almost perfect in my opinion I love this game they call me Badger Road and it said yes 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 I fucking smashed pun intended this game back in the day but my greatest memory is that this introduced us to the most memorable character in Nintendo's history Waluigi and that's why this game is a classic in my heart also fuck Donkey Kong Jr. I'm not anti Donkey Kong Jr. but I'm adamantly pro Waluigi and we spend a nice chunk of this podcast just talking about the origin of Waluigi as you're about to hear Cheesehead West wrote in and said I grew up with a Playstation so I got to experience Mario Tennis for the first time with the Switch I was amazed how much fun I had with it in a sport I couldn't care less about. It's so addictive and easy to pick up and play. It's one of the games of my wife's and I rotation when we're feeling competitive. I love it. It's just, yeah, anyone can play this game. I I that I like that. That's that's a nice message, cheesehead. Bryce Larson wrote in and said, John Rocker, OJ Simpson, Dorf, and of course, Mario. This game is still legit. So much fun to play that my seven-year-old has been playing it almost as much as anything else on her Switch. Time really has affected this game so much less than the majority of the Nintendo 64 library. Looking at you, Ocarina of Tim, and even spelt it Ocarina of Tim, which makes me happy. Uh, I agree. Some 64 games have not aged very well at all. This game has, I mean it, this game has aged like wine. It is totally playable today. I love it. And Dylan Ellsworth gets the last word. Waluigi is OP as fuck with his long ass arms. Run right up to the net and button mash until you win the point. My nine-year-old selves strategy. And that's something we get into as well. Waluigi is a son of a bitch in this game. But that makes for a great debut. And that makes for a great character. And that makes for a great tennis game. And hopefully it makes for a great podcast. Fuck, I love Mario Tennis. And it's time to talk about it. I'm going to cue up that Mario Tennis music. And when it stops, Mark Tholomew McHugh and I are going to look back on the origins of Mario Tennis on the Nintendo 64, which originally released in North America on August 28th in the year 2000. Enjoy the podcast, everybody. Let's go. Look, we've all been there. You're on your computer. You're plugging away at a project or a video or a podcast. And then somehow you lose your work. The computer crashes. You drop your phone on the delete key. Your hard drive isn't terraformed or whatever it is. Lightning strikes the transmitter. doesn't matter. Bottom line, your work is gone and it's devastating. Which is why you need backup. Literally. In the form of Crash Plan. They're offering a free trial of their computer backup services and some special deals. All for the hot dogs at CrashPlan.com slash RTG. Crash Plan is the ultimate computer backup service. Whether you're just a solo internet renegade like myself, or you run a business with a bunch of people all click clacking away. Crash Plan hangs out in the background while you work, and every 15 minutes they encrypt and backup all the files on your computer that have changed in that time. So if your computer decides to jerk you around and they do and you lose your work a backup is waiting for you and it's not a backup from yesterday it's a backup from the last 15 minutes come on now that's 
It's pretty sweet. And not only are they saving the most recent versions of your work, they can back up unlimited versions of your work. So it's like a rewind button. Realize you screwed something up an hour ago? Just rewind an hour, go find an old version of it, and you're just like that. You're done. You're back to the races. It's awesome. Time is money. Don't waste your day redoing your work in a rage-filled stupor if something goes wrong. Check out Crash Plan, invest in a safety net, and save yourself a ton of time and stress when your computer decides not to play nice. Seems like a no-brainer to me. Go to CrashPlan.com RTG to sign up for a free trial and take advantage of one of their limited-time buy-one-get-one offers for Remember the Game listeners. That's CrashPlan.com RTG. Back up better with Crash Plan. Okay, joining me via the blank phone this week, returning to the show. He needs no introduction, but he's going to get one anyways. Former Remember the Game Hall of Famer, Mark Tholomew McHugh. And Mark, as we sit here and record this, it is 8.53 in the morning. And I think this might be the earliest podcast I've ever done. So Mario (laughs) Tennis is already behind the eight ball because I'm tired and cranky. Um, But no, no, I I like this. What? We're recording early so we can watch the Xbox uh, the Xbox Direct. Yeah, yeah. There's an Xbox showcase in two hours and five minutes, and we were like, well, let's get this thing done before we watch that. I wonder. Here's the million dollar question, Mark. Will a new Mario Tennis be announced at the Xbox showcase? A hundred percent. I, I think don't so. think there's any possibility of that not happening. Yeah, me neither. No, dude, can you like, <laughs> like obviously, you know, Xbox is not going to announce a new Mario Tennis, but like. Can you imagine if they came out and were like, oh, yeah, by the way, we bought Nintendo. Like, the way they're buying studios all over the place right now, the whole internet would fucking implode if they were like... It would be the weirdest day, like, especially if they announced it like that, because, like, obviously if they did that, that would be a, like, huge, huge news story. But if they're just like, oh, by the way, we own Nintendo now. Uh, We're going to make Mario Sex Dungeon. And people (laughs) would be like, what the fuck is going on? And you know what? It would be a fucking educational game. Somehow, it would be like a sex ed game or something. Mario Sex Dungeon. And it would just be about, oh, gonorrhea, or something like that. Like, it's fucking, <laughs> fucking Luigi just, uh-oh. Anyway. Um, <laughs> all right, well, this, a minute 42 into this discussion, and we have officially jumped the shark here at Remember the Game Industries. Um, but no, we're not I talking. We talked about the game we're here to talk about yet. Not, I don't think I've even introduced it yet. Oh, no, I did because I said it was behind the ball. Um. Oh, and then just quickly one last thing because, again, by the time anyone in humanity hears this, the Xbox showcase will be done. But I uh, can we just put our differences aside, you and I, and cross our fingers for a new Banjo-Kazooie? Are we good to do that? That's 100% what I'm watching for. Good. That okay. and I want the new uh, – I want them to say something about uh, – Elder Scrolls, like oh yeah, like going to see new more about that space game that they have coming out next year. Yeah, uh, Star something. I'm trying to remember what Starfield. it is, but a hundred percent there for a new Banjo Kazooie. And if it doesn't happen, I will riot. I got it. just a one man riot. Just Mark walking <laughs> down the street, just clapping his hands. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah. Well, I hope you, I hope we get that Banjo game. That's what I'm there for. Um, but speaking of Banjo-Kazooie, which originally is on the Nintendo 64, we are talking at our, um, a Nintendo 64 game today with Mario Tennis. And, like, 
I know that I, I joked out, out of the gate that like this game's already fucked because it's 9 a.m. and I'm tired and cranky. But uh, no, this game is not fucked. I like Mark this game. Like I considering like, let's be honest, there's not a ton of depth to this game as far as the different modes and stuff. Uh, I have quite a bit to say about this game. I fucking love Mario Tennis. I, I love think that it. the best thing that this game did is it introduced the greatest video game character of all time, and that's our boy Waluigi. Absolutely. We would be remiss. Dude, I like part of me was thinking it'd be funny to go the whole podcast and never mention that it introduced Waluigi just because but then I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna get so many messages. If I don't, it'll be insane. You're right. This is the game that introduced <laughs> Waluigi. And like I'll I'll be honest. Uh, I think much like most gamers out there, I've I've developed into a huge wall. That guy has fans out the ass. Like people love Waluigi, but I hated him when he was introduced. I fucking hated him. Uh, I was reading. I was reading up on this game this morning, and apparently, like they like they brought back like uh, Daisy so that Luigi could have like a double partner. So right. like it was like oh, so it'd be like Mario and Peach. And Daisy and Luigi, and they were like, uh, "What if, do we have girlfriends for Mario and Waluigi?" And apparently, Miyamoto said, "I don't want to see what their girlfriends look like." <laughs> that's good, dude. Well, I don't like. That's not cool because Waluigi. Like, sure, Wario. Let's let's call us like I'm a Wario super fan, but let's call a spade a spade. That guy, that guy's like a four at best. Like, he's just, he's yeah, got... But, like, Wario has this energy that he definitely fucks. Oh, for sure he does, but he pays for it. Like, he's, he has a Mario sex dungeon in his basement. <laughs> he pays for it. Like, Wario has terrible <laughs> hygiene, evil man, just, you know, he's like, listen, as a short guy, I can call it out. It sucks being a short guy. And Wario looks like he's about one foot one. So like he's he doesn't have a lot going for him, but Waluigi like right out of the gate they're like, dude, Waluigi's a good looking guy. Like what? And he seems like I imagine like when he when he's not you know out trying to cheat at sports with Wario, he seems like he probably volunteers at like pet shelters and stuff. I like but, Waluigi. Well, and like his limbs are super long, like super long. Uh, it's kind of weird. You can only assume what's going on with the rest of them. <laughs> This is a horrible podcast. <laughs> um, we haven't talked about the actual gameplay. Oh, yet, we'll get there at some like, point. We're busy. I Waluigi is a huge dick and yeah. Mario fucks hard. Yeah, we should. This should just be an episode about Waluigi. Um, <laughs> but I will ask you though, like, so when he first got introduced, like, listen, like when Wario, when Wario got introduced, I loved it because, and I think I've talked about this on the show before, but like, I love like venom style characters like spin-offs of the hero that are like an evil version of the hero like i like that kind of stuff and that's what wario is like he you know they've made him into a bit more of like an anti-hero in the later years but like to start he was just like if mario was evil like he's wario and and like i even thought the name was clever because you just take the m flip it upside down the first three letters of his name is war like everything about it works when they introduced waluigi I was just like, all you did was take the first two letters of war, put it in the name Waluigi, and then make like this sinister look at Luigi. Like, I don't know what it was like. Something about the name just really sat wrong with me for a long time. And I refused to play as him when I would play these back in the day. But I don't know what it is. And I wanted to, that's where I'm going to, I'm going to kick the ball to you because I'm curious where you sit on. I'm like, I don't know when it happened. Maybe it was the Smash Brothers disrespect. But I just slowly came around to where I went from like, fuck, I hate this guy to like, 
let's show a little bit of fucking respect to Waluigi. Like I, I don't know why he's become such an institution around here, but I, I, it, it drives me crazy when there's a game where he's not in it now. This, uh, okay, well, the Smash Brothers disrespect is absolutely on it. Like, why is he not there? Like, yeah, I know he's there as an assist trophy, but he should be a playable character. Yeah, he Even should. if, like, I mean, he can't really be a reskinned Wario. But I remember a few years ago, there was a meme going around. Like, somebody had written an essay about, like, Waluigi. Like, a scholarly essay about how, like, okay, so we've got Mario. And Luigi is a good reflection of Mario, and Wario is a bad reflection of Mario. And so Waluigi is a bad reflection of Luigi, which means ultimately Waluigi is just a reflection of a reflection. Wow, that's deep. That's deep. It is. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, oh, man, I never thought about that like that. Wow. I always just thought he was like Wario's friend. Like Wario's one friend from childhood, and they just grew up. To, I don't know. I like, but it just like we. I promise we are going to talk Mario tennis, everybody. I know we're eight minutes in, and all we've talked about is fucking Waluigi. But it's oh, just like, isn't it bullshit that like Waluigi only gets to be in like the party games? Yeah, like he just gets to be like. Well, I want a Wario and Waluigi game. Me too. Something worst like, case, yeah. worst case, give us like a. You know how like. Uh, Mario 3D all or not Mario 3D All Stars. Um, uh, new Super Mario Brothers U, like the new Super Mario Brothers games, like the 2D four player platformers. Like, why does it have to be yeah. two Toads when it could have been Wario and Waluigi? Like, yeah. like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because like I don't know if maybe they're worried if we put Wario and Waluigi on the cover, it won't sell. But then like make them playable like three and four players. Like do something. And you know what? I think they missed a massive op. Like. I understand that Smash Brothers, and I don't mean this disrespectfully towards Smash Brothers, but I think it's become, in a way, it's become a promotional tool for Nintendo. Like, I get that it's a it's a good game. I like Smash Brothers. I'm not saying it's like a crappy game or anything like that, but it's quite obvious that when it comes to the additional characters, they're like, who can we partner with? I don't know if Nintendo pays them to put their character in the game or if those companies pay nintendo to get their character in the game or if it's like a me like i don't know how all that negotiating works but i understand why they didn't focus on nintendo characters when they're going out and getting uh the fucking kid from uh kingdom hearts and banjo kazooie and minecraft steve like i get that they're going out and getting these iconic ip character like characters from these big franchises and stuff like that uh it just like it always will chat my ass that dixie kong did not get into smash brothers I have no idea how Crash Bandicoot didn't get into Smash Brothers. No idea. And it's just, I'm... I'm like, there's so many characters that should have been there. I'm floored like, that Waluigi hell. didn't get in. And, like, the, yeah, like, I, like what would have been fun with Waluigi is, like, as you said, he's basically just a spinoff guy for, like, the party games and the sports games. Every one of his moves could have just been, like, a sport thing. You know, like, have yeah. him roll a giant Mario Party dice. Have him, you know, hit tennis balls at people. Like you could have done like so maybe much he has a with tennis it. racket as a weapon. Yeah, yeah. Like he's got his rose because he's turned into quite the ladies' man. Like you could have done so much with him. And I just <laughs> we are gonna move to Mario Tennis, but I just I just wanna make like I just wanna I just wanna make it public record that remember the game uh stands behind and supports Waluigi. And we feel he's been Waluigi. done dirty. So but yeah. Waluigi is the one member of the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's all our Hall of Fame is. It's just a hot dog stand <laughs> and Waluigi. And that's all it is. 
Um, but no, you're right. So he got introduced in this game, and I guess it makes sense because they needed a doubles partner for for uh, Wario. I'm I'm a little surprised that they didn't just pair Wario with Bowser. Like you could have just gone with like the two bad guys, I guess. But thank fuck they introduced Waluigi because he's a goddamn staple now. I love that man. Um, oh, I'm, completely. Yeah. Although such a like such a pain to play against in this game. Oh. Yeah, and I guess that I guess you're right. We should talk about the game. Uh, you're right. He is a fucking pain to the ass. Now, like, and we'll get limbs okay, we'll, go on forever. Yeah, we'll get there because I want to talk about the different classes and stuff. But let me just start it at the top and be like, I never played the Virtual Boy Mario Tennis. I've never played a Virtual Boy actually. So like, outside of NES, I don't think most people played the Virtual Boy. No, I don't. Like, I, don't I remember either. I played it briefly when I worked at a game store and somebody brought it in. It was like, ooh, this is neat. And I tried like a few seconds of like Mario's Tennis, and like that's the interesting thing about the first one is it wasn't Mario Tennis. It was Mario's Tennis. Right. Like this is tennis that belongs to mario and it was like oh okay game gave me a fucking headache yeah yeah the virtual boy was just just an abomination um but like so So this is the first real mario tennis game yeah outside of playing like some shitty nes tennises and i think i played a little bit of super nintendo tennis like this was my first 3d i guess tennis and uh i i i have far more memories of the gamecube one I only rented the 64 one once or twice. The The GameCube one was where I put most of my my, my time. Um, but let me just say, like, I've been replaying this one on my Switch uh, over the last couple of months to get ready for this podcast. And, like, I don't know how I want to say this. I feel like – I don't want to say Nintendo's lost their way with sports games. I just feel like they've shifted their target, like, toward – you know, everybody can play and here's for kids and let's dumb down the controls a little bit and make them a little bit more basic. And I don't, I know some people love the new Mario golf on the switch. I didn't hate it, but you, I think everyone would agree that like, like they took out the third button click, like it's two buttons. They've clearly tried to make it accessible to everybody. And let me just say playing Mario tennis on the 64 for the first time in quite a long time over the last few months on my switch. I'm like, this is such a beautiful throwback to when Nintendo still graphically was the system for everybody. But as far as like the challenge of their games, like this game, this game is not like, Hey, everybody can win. Come on in. This game is, is like, it should get good or get out. It should say on the box, get good. Like, because this game (laughs) will fucking destroy you, Mark. And I don't know. I, yeah, just like the last few days playing to get ready for this podcast. And I was just like, oh, yeah, I remember playing this as a game. This will be easy. And like cut to like an hour late because that first tournament super easy. And I'm like, oh, I've got this. And then the second tournament, they're like, fuck you. Oh, his fucking like, oh, my God. And like, I will say, like, I love the Mario Tennis games, but I don't know if there is a sports game that gets my blood boiling like goddamn mario tennis because like it is just and and the thing is is like because you're right it gets really tough but i it's not i don't think it's cheap i think it's i think these games are tough but fair 99 percent of the time like they reward like and we're gonna get into the gameplay because i think the gameplay engine in this game is just i think it's as playable right now as it was 22 years ago like it plays great 
but there are no cheap W's here. Like you can't even rely on shit like drop shots and lob shots. It works in the earlier settings, but you get going into the higher settings. Fuck me, man. This game, like just, <laughs> I, this is going to sound stupid, but it's like, it's almost, it, it, I was going to say it's like Nintendo's Dark Souls in a way. Like, it fucking, it'll massacre you. <laughs> and it's just like, are you going to give me even a chance to breathe? And they're like, no. Go get good or fucking go play something else. It fucking destroys uh, you. Like, it's the worst feeling when you've been having a volley against a computer character that's been going on forever, and then you lose. Oh, my God. And you just, like, miss something, and you're like, ah, fuck. Or you're like just about you're like you're tied you have the deuce and you keep like going back and forth on who has advantage yeah and you're just like i'm just trying to get this game over with and it's like they can last forever every 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 uh shot in a rally every shot that gets returned like especially as you get toward the end of a match like your ass just clenches more and more and more and you're like, please God no, please God no. And then eventually, like something happens where the fucking you're standing there charging up your shot, the ball goes by, and your guy doesn't swing at it because you weren't quite the right position or whatever. And that's where the like personally speaking, that's where Angry Adam comes just boiling to the surface where I'm like, What the fuck? But then it takes like, me you're charging up a shot and then you miss. Oh god. But then it takes me like a half a second. And I'm like, all right, let's go again. Like, let's go. And that's the secret sauce, I think, of this game is that it's just so goddamn fun to play. And I I got to say, like, I think I've played every Mario Tennis since this one. I think I have. And a couple of them have disappointed me. Like, the Wii U one was a fucking disaster. Uh, the Switch one was fine, but I couldn't find any matches online. Um, I prefer my Mario Tennis without fucking weird ass super power shots and like the latest ones they've tried to make them into like a hint of rpg almost where you can like break the other guy's racket and things like that and i think that's why i'll always have such an affinity for this game is because outside of like charge shots and stuff the characters don't have their like you know fucking big stupid over the top jump in the air you know do the fucking macarena power it down your throat shots like it's just tennis like they don't have the animation yeah exactly and i dude every time i play mario tennis i'm insistent like i don't want those fucking gimmicky stupid power shots on i i think this series is at its best when it is just pure tennis and i know that might sound stupid because there are games like fucking topspin and like actual tennis simulating games these days but i still think well, that this series like can stay tennis and like the new Wii, like what what's that new Wii sports game that's out yeah the switch sports whatever the fuck it's called uh i and still think like, i guess those are the games if you just want like pure tennis but like mario kart or mario tennis is a little bit more fantasy oh yeah it is but it wasn't but like in this era it's not like this is just like bro you could you could fucking you could palette swap out all the mario characters and stuff and just drop in like you know humans or or whatever uh and this would just be a great tennis game and then this the fact that you a very functional tennis game absolutely and then the fact that you drop uh you know mario and stuff on it on top uh just makes it better i think what's important about this game is like you can look at super mario kart on the super nintendo and be I, I don't and say that I don't think Nintendo realized what a iconic franchise they were launching 
when they released Super Mario Kart. And you look at this, and I'm not saying Mario Tennis is on the same level as Mario Kart, because it isn't. But I think most people would agree that like Mario sports games have become a staple for Nintendo and to various levels of, of quality, but like they always come out, and I don't know about you, but I buy like 90% of them, at least to try them. Not the shitty like Mario and Sonic at the Olympics games, but your Mario Tennis is. You know what? Your... I don't like I don't usually buy them. Like I got the newest Mario Golf just so I have something to play with my dad. Yeah. And like the Mario Karts I obviously always get. But yeah, of like course. Uh, so I've never, I, I haven't played any of the other Mario tennises except for this one. Oh God! Like, I mean, they've all built on this one. It's still, I think, it's still in a lot of ways the similar engine. Obviously, they've gotten faster, they've gotten smoother, they've added more gimmicks and power shots and stuff like that. But like for my money, I would still rather play this or the GameCube one over the modern ones because the, I just think at the core of their game. There's just a great tennis game in here. It's stuff like the, and we'll get into the gameplay, but stuff like the the physics and the mechanics of it and the sim simple to learn, difficult to master, and the strategy that goes into it. And we're just talking single player. We haven't even gotten into the fucking anarchy of playing it with some of your friends, uh, which we'll get into because, like, this game is multi like multiplayer at its best from this era. Um, I just think it's a, it's just, it's just, it's nice to play. It's nice going back and playing some of these old Mario sports games and just playing games that were clearly built around, like, I guess for lack of a better term, simulation sports. Like, this is them trying to be, like, this isn't all gimmicks and fucking using items on each other and stuff like that. There's no, you can't make your character run with fire behind them and shit like that. This is just pure tennis. Uh, and I, I, I love it. If you're playing in the bowser stage mode oh yeah yeah like they throw in like those little gimmicky modes and stuff but like i gotta say i like do you i fucking hate those modes i'm just curious like do you play those modes with like the power-ups and the rings and the because like i'm not gonna shit you know, on them but i, 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 I can't definitely like i gave them a go just like so i knew like just for like this podcast okay well I'll do a few rounds on like the Bowser stage and I'm like, Oh, okay, this is fun. But like, there's not a whole lot to this. No. Like I would have preferred, like instead of having them like make a specific Bowser stage mode, why not just make a Bowser stage in the actual like game? Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And then like there, there's like the thing about like with the piranha plants and that's fun. That's kind of like a cool, like rush mode. And then the rings are like, okay, I didn't quite get what they were looking for, like what they wanted from me in that mode. But it was like, okay, this is kind of fun. Yeah, I, I, I hate the ring mode where you have to hit the ball through the rings. I hate that fucking mode. I do kind of like the piranha plant challenge. If you've never played it, the piranha plant challenge, they have piranha plants on one side of the court just spitting as many balls as they can at you. And you have to return them to whoever's on that side of the net. And everyone that gets by you, that guy gets a point. And everyone you get by them, you get a point. And it just hits a point where there's so many balls coming at you. It's fucking, it's it, like, it's, it's fun. Like once, like it's not something. And I feel like that about most of these games. Like it's fun when they put in the little spinoff modes, but I'm like, after once or twice, I'm like, I just want to go back to the tennis, you know? Yeah. I now just want to play like the, the game's biggest strength. Like you were saying earlier is the fact that it's just a really solid tennis game. Yeah. Like, like you didn't necessarily need to have Mario characters in it. The real strength of this game was that they just made a really good tennis game. Yeah, if you've never played it before, like you basically just use A and B to shoot, and 
uh, don't get pissed off at me if I use the wrong terms because I can't think of them. But like, I think A is um, more like a power shot, and then B is more of like a slicing shot. So like one of them, it'll hit more direct but harder. One of them will cut at a harder angle, but maybe not quite as 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 I'm not I'm not entirely sure about the tennis lingo. Uh, but then what's cool is like, if you, if you get to where the ball is going just in time, you can tap air B and then use the, obviously the analog stick to aim your shot and you'll hit it back, but it won't have any kind of like power behind it. If you can get there early enough, then you can hold the button and then let her buck. And then you'll put like either that, that bright blue streak behind it or the bright red streak behind it. That just shows, you know, how much harder you hit the ball. Um, and it, just that, just those two things works so well as you start to get a feel for it and you realize like oh if i'm on my forehand and i want to go for a power shot like right up this line in front of me fucking boom whereas you're like oh i'm on my backhand my opponent's on this side i'm going to use this slice try to cut it to the other side of the court uh it it if you've only played it once or twice maybe you would have wrapped your head around the the depth of it but like you you said you played it quite a bit i've played it quite a bit like it feels really good and i don't know if there's anything more satisfying than like hitting a really hard slice shot that just barely gets across the net and sneaks out the side of the court that your opponent had no chance in getting to like that turns me on just a little bit. It feels so crisp oh, when you, yeah, win. like, yeah. Like when you hit one of those shots with like the red trails or the blue trails and it just like, again, like just whizzes right past them. Or what I love is when it goes over them when like yes. they're right near the net and you're like, ha Try this fucker. Yeah. See, so like, okay. So then, cause you can also do the lob shots and the drop shots. And that's where, again, like GameCube, t uh, Mario tennis clicks with me a little bit harder, but I, it works just as well in the 64 one to me. That's like, that's my bread and butter. I love that shit. So if you do the, I can't remember what order it is. You tap a and then B or you tap B and then a, as opposed to just using B or a, if you hit B, then a or a, then B, um, one of them will do a drop shot where you'll just barely drop it across the net. One of them will do a lob shot where you hit it right toward the back of the court and hit it really high in the air. And I love luring an opponent to the net with a drop shot. And then they come running up to the net to return it. And then right away, you're right there with just a giant lob over their head to the back of the court. That kind of but shit. Then, like, I find that when I do that, it always goes out. Oh, well, yeah, it just, I don't know. Really, I don't know. My, it doesn't for me. I don't know. But maybe it just depends on how you like landed or something. I don't know. I just because like because that is that's frustrating too. But I like that that's I like that they do go out. Like I like that it's not just a guarantee. If you get your racket on the ball, it's gonna be in. Like if you because you can aim it with your analog, right? If you aim it too hard, then yeah, sometimes you hit it out or you know that kind of stuff. Or sometimes you go to do a drop shot and it doesn't quite make it across the net. Uh, it'll hit the net. Like it's frustrating when it happens to you, but I think it adds a lot more realism to it as well. It, well, it adds depth, depth to the game for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So there's all that. And then you can also do like the, the flat shot, which is just like a really heavy shot when you tap a and B at the same time. Um, and then what I love is that if you barely get to a ball or you don't hit a very good return, like you're out of position or whatever, when you sit it to the other person's net, it'll leave that star on the court. And uh, yeah, like, and it, it'll just be like, this is where this is landing, which is yeah. kind of like, oh, this is cool. Like, this is what makes this game like accessible. And then it'll kick your ass again a second later. Yeah, exactly. Plus, if you can get to the star and chower up or chower up, I was going to say power and charge at the same time. Chower is officially a term now. 
if you can chower up your shot in that star, then you just ram it down their fuck. Like you're there for like a smash and you just fucking send it down their throat. But again, no stupid gimmick power shots or anything like that. It's just pure strategic tennis. And it's fucking insane to me that with basically like what? Six shots. Cause you've got your, you've got your a shot, your B shot, your drop shot, your lob shot, the flat shot, and then getting into the star for a smash just with those six shots. They it's it's in it's in, it's it's infinite the number of like st- strategies and combos you can pull and stuff like that. Uh, I fucking love it. I love it. I, well, and it kind of like left the game with a bit of a challenge because it's like where do you go from that? Yeah, yeah, agreed. I like for the again like other games like I haven't really played the other one. I don't know how they could improve on like this. Maybe I'm an old man here being like the best. Mario Tennis was no, the first one I don't, and they've never needed to make another one but like I just don't know how they could possibly improve on that because this is a solid tennis game with some pretty solid mechanics like I mean, it's a little bit fantasy but it's not too much that it's like oh well this, this isn't really tennis anymore no I mean the GameCube one like to me the like it just it runs smoother it runs cleaner it looks better it's just, you know, that's all it is. It's almost the GameCube version of tennis compared to the 64 version is almost like just saying like the Super Nintendo version of a game compared to the NES version. Like both fine. I just think the GameCube one just looks and plays better. But it's the same oh, basic. Okay, yeah, that's fair. But same basic tennis. The other thing in this game is like, and this is where I get so, <laughs> I get so fucking mad sometimes. And it's not the game's fault. It's my fault because they teach you to learn this. You can't just put your character in front of the ball, mash A, and return it. You can do it most of the time, but, like, sometimes it hits you or sometimes you're on the wrong hand or you're not quite close enough. And once you start charging up your shot, your character can't run anymore unless you play, like, one of the weird classes. But for the most part, once you start charging up your shot, you crawl. So you can't start charging until you're in the position to return, like, you know where the ball is going to be. Otherwise, like... I guarantee you, everyone playing this game that is everyone that's played this game that's listened to this podcast, I guarantee this has happened to you in the last like 48 hours. You'll be standing somewhere, charging up like a giant return. The ball will come back, and it's maybe a half an inch out of your your uh, reach. So your character doesn't even swing. You just stand there charging while the ball bounces by you. And it's yes, and then it's like it's too late by the time you realize what's happening. Yeah, and you can cancel your charge up and run to where the ball is going to be, but like it, it, you don't have enough time. You know what I like? And it's so, and it and it punishes you for trying to cheap out and just stand in the middle and charge up your shots, uh, which I love. But I will say, and I don't think it's broken. I don't think it's cheap. But fuck me, sometimes it's so frustrating when you think you're in the right position and then the ball just goes by. It is, oh, fuck me, it drives me insane. It's like, and every sports game does this. It's like in hockey when your goalie doesn't make a save that you're like, they should have stopped that. Or football when a receiver drops a pass that you're like, what the fuck? Like, that pass was on the money. Like, it happens. Like, random run and gun, sometimes misplays happen, has to happen in sports games to make, you know, they can't be perfect plays every time. But, oh, fuck, is it, oh, my God, is it infuriating. Well, and I guess they did it like that just so you can't, spam that one move yeah that's exactly what they did and i still think it works like i don't give a fuck what you say like i'll be i was literally playing it half an hour before you and i fired up this podcast and there were a couple instances where i didn't return the ball and i was like i think that's horseshit 
But at the same time, it's like, well, I'm, it wasn't really, it was more coming toward me than my racket. I wasn't in that good a position. Like most of the time you can look at it and be like, all right. Like I can see how that missed. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's fair enough. It's just, fuck, it's so infuriating sometimes. But it's, like this game. Like, you no, know, I understand that I suck, but like, fuck, why'd you have to point it out? Yeah, so yeah. Blatantly? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. You're like, yeah, I suck, but you didn't have to say it. Like, I, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> um, but you know what? You know what the genius is like, or one of the, I think the, the nicest thing I can say about any video game, and this game has it in spades, is when I lose, I get mad. But then I'm like, one more time. One more yeah, time. Yeah, you got to keep playing. Yeah, it one more time. It does that same kind of thing that, like, Celeste did this really well. Yeah. Where it's just like, ah, fuck, I almost said, okay, let's try it again. You got it. Like, dude, any game that can hook you with that one more time, one more time, one more time mechanic, uh, that's good stuff. Like, that's what I'm, that's what I'm, that's what I'm chasing when I'm playing a video game is, like, one yeah, more bump, like, one more bump, one more bump. I, I just picked it. up Elden Ring, and it doesn't have that. Like, for me, it's just like, oh, I died. Oh, fuck, I have to go back this far. Fuck, okay. Well, uh, th- th- guess I'm done with this. Yeah, for, for, for and like, in case anyone is new to the podcast, uh, I have been asked to play Elden Ring so many times, and I will continue to say it. I'm not going to play it because I know it's just going to make me mad. But it comes up so much. Note, like, I'm not seeing, like, I've been, like, again, I've put a few hours into it, I don't understand the whole like greatest game of all time thing. I'm just like, this is beyond like for me, it's been the opposite of fun so far. And a yeah. lot of people will be like, oh, okay, well like first you got to do this and then you got to do that. And then you got to do this for a bit and it's not fun, but like eventually it gets fun. I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't have the pain. It's so funny. Cause like, I love tough games, but I can't do it. That's too, I just, it's but, like, so slow. The wild, like, Breath of the Wild had difficulty, but at no point was it, like, unfun. Well, I don't know. Fucking cooking food is pretty unfun. Okay, well, I'll give you that. But anyway. <laughs> uh, so, no, okay. So, like, we've gone over the physics and stuff of this game. The single-player mode is not, like, the deepest thing in the world. But, like, I'm playing Mario Strikers right now, the new one. And the single-player mode is borderline non-existent. You play through, like, seven tournaments, and it's like, all right, you did it. Good job. Like, it's clearly designed to play online. And I understand it's 2022 and not 2000 when this game came out. It's a different era. But, like, this game only has tournaments that you basically... Like, other than those little stupid spit-off modes. Basically, it just has tournaments. But there's, like, a surprisingly deep number of tournaments. Because there's three tournaments. And then if you beat those, then you get access to more tournaments. And then there's, like... The, which get harder and harder and you can play them as singles or you can play them as doubles and as you play them as different right. characters you unlock different there's things more than just the three tournaments because like okay i got through again like as i mentioned earlier i got through the first one i'm like haha i got this and then the second one was like you don't you don't yeah. never got past that second tournament yeah uh, hours trying to get past fucking waluigi and that's where like i think it's i think a lot of it's just being out of shape like gaming wise, because I'm like, when I was a kid, I could fucking wreck these games. And like, this game is just fucking bending me right over. Like, it's just well, massacring Nintendo me. Has given us, Nintendo's given us so many easy games. Yeah, they have. Like, we were mentioning, like, off the top, like, when you're playing Mario Odyssey, like, yeah, there's like a super difficult bit at the end. But if you just want to get to the end credits, so, like, you barely have to think about it. Yeah. And that's I, kind of how Nintendo have made their games for the last little bit. Right. So, like, going back and playing something is like, oh, no, 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 you have to get good. Is yeah. like, well, but I don't know how anymore. Yeah. No, we've gotten soft for sure. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Look, we all need somebody. Your spouse, your friends, your family. Lean on me when you're not strong. I hope my singing didn't ruin your day. But the point is, we all need relationships. And unfortunately, they're not always easy. They take work. My substantially better half and I have put more work into our relationship than just about anything I've ever touched. And that's how she's been able to stand me for so long. It's give and take. And therapy can be a great way to help balance the taking with the giving. I've been beating this drum for a while and I will continue to beat. Talking to a therapist is one of the best decisions I've ever made. It's almost like a massage for your mind. My therapist has helped me be a better partner, friend, and person. And honestly, sometimes they've just been a great ear to bend when I need to vent about the stress in my life. And therapy can help anyone. You don't have to have been through some crazy trauma to reap the benefits of talking to somebody. If any of this is getting through and you're thinking about giving therapy a shot, consider BetterHelp. I've used them myself, and they're legit when they say they make therapy as convenient and accommodating as possible. Fill out a short questionnaire, and they'll match you with a licensed therapist that suits your needs, and you schedule appointments around your schedule. And all of your sessions are done online or over the phone, so you can squeeze in a mind massage when it works best for you. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com slash RememberTheGame today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash RememberTheGame. Um, but I love it. I love that they add the difficulty and they, and like, again, if you, cause like you got to remember too, like you didn't have, you didn't have online with this game. So like the multiplayer is the bread and butter of this game and we haven't got there yet. We're going to get there in a minute. Like to me, that's the, that's where it's at its best, but you can't, you know, your friends aren't always at your house, right? Like you, you know, you, sometimes you got to be able to play by yourself and at least like in this game, if this was like your Christmas present, like if this was the one game you got and you're like, well, this is what I'm playing for the next, you know, fucking five months or whatever. Uh, you can play through six different, I think it's six tournaments. I think there was six, maybe seven. I can't remember if there was uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. I think there's six. But anyway, so there's like, there's a ton of tournaments. You can play them in singles or doubles. You can play them with every character in the game to unlock like star versions of the games and unlock or of the characters and unlock extra courses. And I think there's a couple of unlockable players. It's been a while since I played it. Stuff like that. Um, they really do. Like, like there's probably 20 plus hours of single player here, unless you're super good at it, which you probably aren't. Uh, and I, and I think that's really cool. Like it's, I was playing it by myself and I was like, I don't even need to play this with anybody else. And I've got like a fun game, uh, much less playing it with your friends, which we'll get to. Uh, I just, I don't have much else to say about the single player. The, like, I, I will say that like, I don't know. It would have been fun to see like a season mode where you play like a whole bunch of tournaments and get points based on where you finish and that kind of stuff. Um, but it's not the end of the world. Like there's still enough here to, you're not going to beat the single player mode in two hours. I guess that's my point. Yeah. You know what no, I mean? Like, absolutely. Yeah. Like if you, like if, even in Mario Kart, like, yeah, super fun game, but like not a ton of single player there. No, I mean like. You know, finishing off those last couple of cups on the highest difficulties are tough, but I th I think like it's with some like for Mar okay, and I don't I guess I have no choice, but like I'm gonna kind of like Mario Tennis, Mario Strikers, like the Mario sports games on the Switch. Uh, if you could only play them single player, I would say don't I wouldn't pick them up. Like they're designed, like the value in these is playing them online with your friends. Whereas I don't know, and this, and I don't know, I don't want to call Nintendo lazy because I don't think any game developer is lazy per se, but like 
clearly their focus back then was on making sure whether you're playing it with other people or playing it by yourself, we're going to make sure you stay busy for a while. And they don't do that anymore. I, I feel like they really focus on, you'll get, you know, five, six hours out of the single player tops. But after that, you're going to need someone to play it with. And I don't know if we had had online back in the 64 era, had they even, would they have worried about the single player as much as they do? Or, you know, like as much as they did? Oh, I don't that's know. A very, that's a good point. Because like, yeah, now like, I, like I play, I play games with my brother. I play games with my parents online. So, right. And yeah. they live in different cities. So it's like, that's something that is possible now. Whereas like that was impossible in the 90s. Yeah. So I, it was like, well, if you're just here by yourself, well, we'll give you something to, we'll give you something to occupy your time. Yeah. It's just, I guess like, I guess to kind of put a period on it, I'm, I'm playing it now and I'm, and I'm just like, at least it, it feels like they put effort into both like single player and multiplayer. Whereas I don't necessarily fault them because I understand, but it really does feel like as games have evolved, it's been it's Mario tennis, for example, like the, the single player has kind of become like it's there, but like, we know that the multiplayer is what you're here for. Um, and we should talk about the multiplayer because let me just say, Mark, listen, I I've said it countless times. I think the Nintendo 64 was a that was like that's what the Nintendo 64's bread and butter was was playing multiplayer games. And uh, I don't if you've never played this game, then maybe you don't remember. But anyone that grew up playing this game, Mario Tennis stacks up against GoldenEye, against wrestling, against Mario Kart, against Mario Party. It is as good a multiplayer experience as you'll find on that console. In my opinion. Yeah, I would say that probably best multiplayer, maybe Mario Party is the best multiplayer game on the N64, but this would be up there for sure. Yeah, like, I mean, again, like, I know for a fact we have GoldenEye. I was a GoldenEye diehard back in the day. Like, that game was fire on the 64. You all know that I have a wrestling game fetish. I fucking love those games. We were all about Mario Kart. We played the Mario Parties. Um, Mario Golf. I will say... As a whole, I think I like Mario Golf more than Mario Tennis, but I like GameCube and Nintendo 64 Mario Tennis more than GameCube and Nintendo 64 Mario Golf. Um, both good, but I like the tennis better. You could sit down with three friends and play a doubles matches in this game and lose your entire night. Like, well, because it gets so chaotic, bro. And it's just, especially if all four of you, again, it's simple to learn, difficult to master. But if all four of you are even approximately at the same skill, like if you, if you take somebody who's really good, <clears throat> excuse me, and they're drop them into a match of this against someone that isn't good. Like this isn't Mario Kart where they're going to throw enough items at you to try to balance it out a little bit. Like the person that's not good is, is going to get annihilated. But, but if you're doing doubles, it, like, all kind of balances out. You can have, like, volleys that go, like, you know, 15, 20 serve and returns. Oh, and it's yeah. ridiculous. Doubles is, like, to me, doubles is the sweet spot. And I've, I've said it before, but, like, what I love about the Nintendo... I always thought, to this day, I think that the four controller ports on the Nintendo 64 is so awesome. Like, 
growing up with a Super Nintendo and an NES, and like I didn't have a multi tap, so I couldn't play more than play two players. Like back then, that was just well, that's all we can do. There's only two ports, so we take turns. Knowing that you can play at four players and nobody has to take a turn, you could just sit down with three of your friends and play and just switch in and out your teams and find two teams that are balanced out. And we haven't even talked about like the different character classes and mixing and matching and stuff like that. Doubles, doubles in this game is the Nintendo 64's S tier. It is so much fun. And like you said, it gets so chaotic and there's always somebody around to return the ball and you're chirping each other and swearing at each other and yelling at your own teammate when they miss something that you should have gotten and stuff like that. And it's just, you would think like, well, how long will it be fun to just smack this, like just tap A and B and send this ball back and forth? It is, it is endless fun. It can go for fucking days. And I know you can play it online now with the 64 online thing, but like this is one of those games that's meant to be played in the same room with each other. Like that's on the couch. Yeah. Like that's where it's at its best. Just beaking each other and oh my God. And then like you can start making drinking games out of it. And then the more alcohol gets it served up, don't do that, kids. But the more alcohol that gets served up, the harder it gets to play, but the more fun it gets to play. And oh God. Like just it, I have I have legitimate smile on my face right now. Just thinking about how much fun this game was to play back in the day with my friends. Fuck me, man. Just as good as it yeah, gets. Yeah, and, like, we don't really do that. Like, people don't – I mean, I don't at the very least. Maybe I'm just antisocial, but people don't really play that way much anymore. Mm-mm. Like, even when I'm playing online now, I'm playing – like, or even when I'm playing multiplayer now, I'm playing online. Yeah. No, couch co-op is a thing of the past. It's un- – you know what? And, like, because I agree with you. Like, I mean, I'm antisocial, too, and I don't have any friends. So I don't have anyone to come over and play with me anyway. But, like, it's just, I don't know, man. There's just something about the exact same experience, but doing it over the internet isn't the same. As, like, you know, like, we've all been there. Like, this game came out in the year 2000, so I would have been, I would have turned 17 at some point that year. So that's, like, high school years. Well, the year this game came out. Oh, I remember, like, playing it at my friend Mike's house and, like, having his parents like yelling at us to shut up, you know, at like midnight one in the morning. Cause we're downstairs four of us just like having the best fucking time and just all night. Like, and it's just so it's just, it's just memories. There's just something pure about, about these experiences with your friends. And it, and it doesn't matter if it's this or golden eye or whatever. Just, I know I dunk on the Nintendo 64 a lot and I don't care what anyone says. I still think it deserves it. I don't, I don't love that console, but some of the best multiplayer experiences of my life, or on the Nintendo 64. It's just like, I can't even imagine like the amount of college tournaments and stuff like that, that happened with this game. Like, Oh my God, I fucking, I love Mario tennis so much. I'm just gushing now. I'm just fanboying. I don't even care. I fucking love this goddamn game. Um, this is a, this is a solid game. And like, I hadn't played it in years. So when you were like, Hey, did you play, uh, Mario Tennis. I was like, yeah, I'll go back to that, see what that was about. Because I remember, like, my brothers and I played it together. We had fun doing it then. Yeah. But, I, again, hadn't played it in a very long time. So I went back to it and, like, oh, man, this is way better than I thought it was going to be, but way more difficult. Yeah, and that's the thing, right, is, like, going back to 64 games and playing them now, some of them hold up and some of them don't. And I don't yeah, mean you know like, what this is an unpopular opinion. I don't think Goldeneye holds up that well. No, it doesn't. I I replayed it a couple of months ago for a let's play and it was a fun experience to revisit it. 
uh, if you got in shape and you kept playing it again, or if you kept playing it and you never lost that muscle memory, it, it works. But like, if you've moved on to first person shooters with like the dual analogs and stuff, and then you go back and try to realize how to play fucking golden high again, it's, uh, it's tough. It's a little tough. Um, whereas, you know, games like, and like, I've always, I don't care what anyone's like, I've, I've come to make peace with Mario 64, but I never got my head fully wrapped around that game until I could play it with a real controller, like my switch pro controller on my switch. And I've made my opinions on Ocarina of Tim abundantly clear. We don't need to go back down that, that fucking, <laughs> we don't need to go back down that road, but you play a game like this or a game like Mario Kart 64. And it's like, man, these have held up surprisingly well. Like, this game is as playable. I can pick it up and play it. And outside of the fact that I'm out of practice and not good anymore, uh, this game is as playable right now as it was 22 years ago. It handles really, really well. I fucking love it. Um, I wanted to get into the characters, too, before we wrap it up. Because uh, I got to say, like, I'm actually... This game has a deeper roster than I thought it did. It has more characters yeah, than I thought. Yeah, it's got like it did. 11, 12 games, something like that, or 12 characters, something like that. I'm just looking it up right now. Uh, 16. Oh, wait, no. Okay, There's a what, total of 20. There were, two if, un, there were a few unlockables that I never found just because, like, again, I suck at the game and didn't get that far. Yeah. What were the ones that you could unlock? Well, so there's like, I remember, I never got them. There was like these characters you could get if you use the Game Boy Color version of Mario Tennis and like combined them. You could like unlock a few of them. I never had the Game Boy Color version. Um, oh, well, and yeah, and that sucks because like now there's like for like things you can't get in the game anymore because that's not a thing and you can't connect those anymore. Yeah, no, yeah. So they're probably just gone forever. Uh, but no, but even just the fact that there's like, like 16 characters is a fucking respectable roster size. Like it's great. Like, like I'm looking at still like, yeah, like I'm looking at it right now and it's like Mario, Luigi, peach, Daisy, toad, Waluigi, shy guy, Wario, Bowser, donkey Kong, donkey Kong, jr. Yoshi, Birdo, baby, Mario, paratroopa, and boo. Like that's fucking, there's more characters in this than there is in Mario strikers right now on the switch. Like, they, like that's uh, how many characters in my are in Mario strikers. Uh, I think eight, eight or 10. I can't remember off the top of my head. I'm that's lame. That's like, I'm sure they're going to patch more in, but like, you know, and they couldn't do that with the 64 version. You remember what, dude, you know what DLC was on Nintendo 64? It was unlockable characters that just yeah, came with the, like, like that in the time that in that time, the game shipped out as it shipped out. There was yeah. none of this like, Oh, we'll put out like fucking Mario. Go that newest Mario golf. They'll be like, we'll put out half the game and then the rest of it will come later. And it's like, I guess, but fuck you, man. Yeah. It drives me nuts. Like it's just like, it's just maybe you and I just sound like grandpa Simpson sitting under a lemon tree right now. But it's like back in our day, it was like you bought a game and that was the game. And there was something pure about that, you know? And like, and listen, like sometimes patches are a good thing, you know, and updates and, and being able to tweak your game because you can find out, like, oh, this character is incredibly overpowered. We can go in there and fix it. Like, that's a great thing. But then just being like, by the way, of the 24 playable characters, we shipped it with eight. And then over the next decade, we'll give you the rest. And then when they make yeah. you pay for the rest, it's even more frustrating. But Like, I don't mind if they go in and tweak little things. But when they ship a game that's not finished and then finish it, like, gradually over the next year, it's just like, I guess, but why'd you do that? Yeah, it's... 
the thing is, is like, I think part of the reason they do it these days, I think part of the reason they do it is to try to keep people from trading in and selling their games. They're like, well, keep it because we're going to add more characters, which I mean, you know, there's obviously that's a big uh, blow to their economy when, you know, people go out and buy used games and stuff like that. It's, you know, like, let's just say, like, if I buy a copy of a game, sell it on Kijiji, someone else buys it, they play it, they trade it into GameStop, and then GameStop sells it to someone who trades it back in, and then someone else buys it. That's four sales that, like, Nintendo or whoever the developer is didn't get. So, like, if, they, if they're going to release more characters as the game goes and more content, maybe their thought process is, like, if you like the game, you won't get rid of it because more is coming. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, that's, that's smart. It's frustrating, but I, I get it, I guess. And the other thing I think is they like they probably like gauge the response to the game when it first comes out, and that's how they determine like if they're going to fit. Like if the game comes out and nobody buys it, they're like, oh, okay, well then I guess that's just the game. But if like it sells enough, they're like, oh, okay, now we have the budget to finish this game. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's worth it's worth the the uh, extra resources to like to add more to it. Yeah, I agree with that. Um. So yeah, so I just wanted to say like I, I like and I'm telling you like if you've never played a Mario tennis game, I actually think it's I think Nintendo does a good job of differentiating the way the different classes of characters play. And I think they've done that ever since Mario Kart. You go back to Super Mario Kart and you try playing as Bowser or Donkey Kong, uh, Donkey Kong Jr. Uh, or you try playing it as like Toad or Koopa Troopa and those are two completely different experiences depending on which character you want to play as. And some games, like, they say there's differences in the characters, but you can't really tell. I think Nintendo does a good job of that. And, dude, their Mario Tennis games, like, you've got the Mario and Luigi, who are, like, the boring, we-do-everything characters. You've got the the technique characters that are better at, you know, picking corners and dropping shots and getting, to the, you know, that kind of stuff. You have the power characters that can hit the ball really hard. You get the speed characters that can move around fast. I hate Boo in every Mario Tennis game ever. Because he's one of those fucking tricky characters where his ball fucking does weird mind games and curves around and shit. And I always lose to fucking Boo and I hate him. But you pick the characters from the different classes in this game and it is it is a whole... Like, I, I like to main Bowser. I always play as Bowser in games when I can. I can't play Mario Tennis with Bowser because he's too slow. I like his power shots, but he's way I'm not good enough. And he's way too slow to get around that course. Oh, see, I main Yoshi in all and anything I can, and I find Yoshi's a really good game, like character, especially for games like this, because he's yeah, he's kind of one of those in between characters where he's like he's fast, but he's also like not. He also can hit the ball pretty hard. Yeah, it's funny. I actually when when I played this game back in high school, I hated Waluigi, as I talked about you know an hour ago when we started this. So I refused to play as him because I was like, what a stupid fucking character. But now I play this game, and actually Waluigi's my guy. The technique thing, like, and the, how good he is at, at just hitting balls where I want them to go and stuff like that, I find him very easy to use in this game. And I got to say, I hate playing against him. You said it. I don't know if they – maybe it's a mental thing. I don't know if they tried to make him better or not, you know, to, to make him seem like a cool character because he was new. I don't know if maybe I just suck at playing this game, period. But, like, he's in the technique class with, like, Peach and Daisy in them. And I don't struggle against Peach or Daisy or Toad half as much as I struggle against Waluigi for some reason. I Maybe it's mental. I don't know. But that guy owns me. So I play as him, so I don't, I don't have I to play against him. Like, 
again, like may, like I'm not, I, I don't have like the the numbers in front of me, but like he's got those long limbs. Maybe his reach is quite a bit farther than the other characters. Could be. I don't know. I just for some reason he just embarrasses me when I play against him. But playing as him, I've gotten further than I can get with anybody else. Um, but like again, though, I think that really like it's not just a gimmick. Like these character classes are just a gimmick. Like the game lends itself to playing in each of the different. Try a power character. Try a technique character. Try a speedy character. They really do play differently, and like they play to different play styles. I like to crash the net. Like I like to fucking get right up against the net and then as soon as that ball gets to the net i'm fucking sending it back down your throat or i try to lure you to the net and then i try to lob it over your head and when you play as like a power character like bowser he's fucking really slow and i find that that's what i hit those lob shots to the back of the course and i i hit them out of the court all the time whereas the technique guy like waluigi i find that i can stick it in the corners and ride up the lines with it and stuff like that and it plays to my game better because my whole game is about trying to sucker you into one part of the course and then flipping it over you or like, you know, I'm not trying to drive it down your throat. I'm trying to sneak it by you. And the technique guy works to that. So if you've never played it and you decide to fire it up, which it is on 64 online and is worth trying, uh, experiment with the classes. Don't play as one character and then give up because you're no good. Because like the way one character handles is completely different, like completely different than the way another character handles. Uh, and again, I think it's a real testament to Nintendo that they can take a game as basic as this with just A, B controls and find a way to throw 16 characters in that all feel a little differently and all play a little differently. And it just, it's again, endless combinations of mixing and matching. And then like you said, dude, when you get into doubles and you start combining classes over there, it's, oh my God, it's fucking the best. It's so much it's fun. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I, fuck, I love this game. Um... I, I don't really think I have a bad thing to say about it, to be honest with you, outside of the fact that sometimes it makes me mad. But that's not its fault. That's, like, that's, that's a me problem. But, like, it was supposed to do that. I, like, I'm with you on that, where I'm like, oh, why did they make this so hard? And I'm like, well, they, they, that's how they were supposed to make games. That's yeah. what, like, it's supposed to be hard. Yeah. Oh, the last thing I wanted to touch on, and then we'll wrap this thing up and score it, is... uh. I mean, like, this looks like a 64 game. Like, everyone's, you know, looks like they're made out of Lego bricks and stuff like that. But I still think, like, and it's probably easier to animate a game like this because there's no overworld, there's no hub. It Literally, you're just animating the course. Like, a still screen with, like, the characters on it. Um, I think this is one of the better-looking 64 games. I, I, and I love the little, like, extra courses that you unlock. Me too. Like, some of the, like, I, I, yeah, me too. Like just some of the different like Mushroom Kingdom environments you go to and stuff, and they all look different. Like they stand out from each other. Um, and like the music is all a little bit different. I also do like while we're talking music, I do love that when you're on like the deciding point of any match, the music gets more intense. Oh yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. I love that shit too. And you know what? I'm I glad. And I don't know a ton about tennis, so. If they did change something, please nobody fucking yell at me for not knowing this because I don't know a lot about tennis. But I think they kept, like, basic tennis scoring. You know, like the yeah, 15, yeah. 30, the 40, tennis. you know, the love, the deuce, the match You've point. You've got to win points. every match by two, yeah. Yeah, uh, and I like that they didn't change it and try to make it, like, a you know, some kind of, like, weird one, two, three, four, five scoring system. You know what I mean? Like, to try to make it to play to, like, kids that maybe don't know tennis. I like that they just kept it like actual tennis. 
uh, maybe that's a little thing, but you're right. Like, I like the scoring. I like the way the music gets intense. Like, it looks good. It sounds good. It plays good. It's fun. There's depth to it, whether you're playing it alone or with friends. Um, I haven't played I, I, ever. What, what's that? The one weird thing about this game is, like, why is Purple Mario the ref? You know what? That's a good point. I'm a little shocked by that, too. Like, because, I mean, like, in the old, old games, like, Mario was the official and everything, right? Like, even going back to, like, Punch-Out and stuff. So maybe they were just trying to do it as, like, a throwback. But I agree. It's weird when Mario is playing, and then he's also the fucking judge. I don't like it. He's the ref, and he's also, like, the voice of the, like... Well, and I guess they probably only could get Charles Martinet and not a ton of other voice actors for this game. Sure. But still kind of... And it's, and it's Mario Tennis, so, like, it makes sense. But, like... Yeah, kind of weird when Mario's playing and also calling the shot. Yeah, they, yeah, it seems very rigged. Uh, it's just like fucking clone Mario, the fucking judge, like just giving him every call and everything like that. And it is a clone Mario because he's wearing like a purple outfit, and, and it's like, who the fuck are you? Yeah, it would have been, it would have been kind of neat if it was like a Goomba or something instead. But whatever, it's you know, yeah, I agree. Like it's cool to see him there, though. I will say it's a nice touch to see him like sitting there following the game, like watching the ball go back and forth and stuff like that. I just, it just, yeah, yeah it is a little odd. Um, but no, like it, it looks good, it sounds good, it plays good. I haven't played every sixty-four game on the Switch, um, but I will say, like, I would of the ones I have played, I would put this in like probably the top, certainly the top five, maybe the top three. Some 64 games are a little rough by today's standards. This game, you could pick this game up on your Nintendo. I was playing it handheld. I recently got I got lucky and got one of the 64 controllers for the Switch, and it definitely plays better with that. But this is one of those ones you can pick up and play it handheld with the Switch just with your Joy-Cons, and it plays just fine. doesn't feel broken or anything. Um, just a really well-made, polished video game. Like I know it's a lame ending, but I don't know what else to say about it. It's just a really good video yeah, game. Yeah, it, it tennis is like it's a good tennis game. They, yeah, they fucking they set out to make a tennis game with Mario characters, and that's a hundred percent what they delivered us. Plus a few like a little extra things that we really didn't like. They were like, "Oh yeah, this is fun," but like whatever. Yeah, it's, but like the core game, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, less relying on gimmicks and more relying on just a good video game. Oh shit! Also, and we're gonna score it, but just uh, if you've never seen it. Worst case, even just look up the like intro video, like the title screen video, because Mario Tennis games have outstanding intro videos. And this one like is really fucking entertaining. Just like the anarchy of all the characters running around and the bomb and everything like that. It's I fucking love Mario Tennis. Um, How the fuck are we going to score this thing? I don't, um, well, doesn't tennis play to 50 characters? Oh yeah, okay. What was, wait, what would you say? I think tennis plays to fifty. It goes fifteen, thirty, forty, fifty for the scoring. Okay, which so I still don't understand. Of, but so let's go out of fifty. Uh, let's do out of fifty. Then yeah. I'd say forty-five. Give it a ninety percent. Oh, look at you doing your goddamn math conversioning. Um, yeah, that's very easy math. Yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, no, I'm. I actually. Um, I don't mix for bad radio, but I'll. I'll go. I'll go with the same score because, like, I, I agree. Like, it's a it's a fucking A game. It's a good, really good, fun video game. I think it's one of the best games on the Nintendo 64, quite frankly. I fucking love this goddamn game. And I love this franchise. Uh, I will say, because I've been asked, when are we going to cover the GameCube one? At some point, we're going to. Mario Power Tennis on the GameCube, it was 
a legitimate drug for me for a couple years. I was so obsessed with that game. But it's not really available to anybody because, as you all know, Nintendo refuses to acknowledge the Nintendo GameCube. <sighs> Rest in peace. It did come out on Wii. They did port that one to the Wii, though. Yeah, they did. And it was okay on the Wii, but it's still... I. I just I like it. I just I just the GameCube. I love the GameCube so much. Um, but if you've not played this, very underrated system. Oh God, the GameCube is so underrated. Uh, if you've not played Mario Tennis, look it up. Find it. It's on Switch Online. It is absolutely worth your time if you like tennis games. I don't. It stacks up against any of them out there, in my opinion. It is so good, and it's the fact that it doesn't feel aged today, outside of the graphics and stuff. The fact that it still feels playable today is a testament to the quality of Nintendo. Like, fuck, Nintendo... I don't say their games today are bad, because I like Nintendo games today. But there's just something about playing them from back in, like, this era, where, like, you could just see they were like, boy... And I know that, like, Camelot technically made it, not Nintendo. Nintendo published it. But, like, fuck me, man, the polish. Like, it was just... That's the Nintendo I know and love. I Games like this. I think a big part of it was they were working around hardware limitations. There, there was only so much the N64 could do. Yeah. So as a result, it was a very like basic game. So as a result, it was easy to pick up and learn. Yeah, agreed. And the fact that they didn't worry about putting other like story modes and shit in meant they could focus on the gameplay first, which is what matters. Uh, that's always what'll matter. So. Fuck yeah, I love this. Honestly, like, most of the time when we play a game, when I play a game for the podcast, and, like, I was replaying this to get ready for this episode, most of the time, once we record the episode, I move on. Uh, I'm probably going to keep playing this a little bit longer because, like, I forgot how much fun this fucking game is. And I don't have the GameCube one to play, so this is my Mario Tennis fix. Um, Hey, uh, thanks for doing this. Oh, oh fuck. I just quickly, uh, I meant to ask. Uh, the, the community's been asking me to ask you, has Nintendo reached out to your dad about getting the theme song for Mario Strikers? Uh, I wish. I absolutely wish. Like, has your but dad... No, no such luck yet. Uh, your dad not just sitting in his easy chair by the phone just waiting? And every time it rings, he's like, don't tie up the line! And hangs up because he's waiting for Nintendo to call. The Canadian soccer song should be in the new Strikers game. <laughs> if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, go back and listen to our Super Mario Strikers episode from a couple months ago. It is... Probably one of the most fucking iconic moments in the history of this podcast now. And I've, pro- I've been asked by so many people, will Mark's dad's song be in the... And I was like, I'll ask him. Next time I talk to him, I'll ask him. So there you all go. You heard it right from the horse's mouth. They haven't called Mark's dad as of yet. But, you know, still hope. They can still patch it in like they do characters and shit. So uh, fucking A. Mark, that was fun, buddy. Thanks for getting up at like fucking 8.30 on a Sunday morning to talk a 22-year-old video game with me. I appreciate it. Dude, thank you for having me, as always. That's going to do it for this week's episode. Mark, thank you so much for giving me a call and talking some Mario Tennis. And to every single one of you dorks listening to this right now, whether this was your first Remember the Game experience or your 202nd, 202 episodes, uh, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Listen, if you were like, hey, that did not completely suck, maybe leave us a nice review somewhere. We've been getting a lot of nice reviews lately, and they really just make me feel better about myself. Sometimes when I'm sitting in the shower crying and eating blocks of cheese, 
Uh, I read the podcast reviews and they just pick me up a little bit. So thanks for doing that. And if you're thinking like this guy's voice is just immaculate, or maybe you're thinking listening to this guy's voice makes me feel better about my voice. That's fine. Maybe consider supporting us over on Patreon and you can get 200 plus additional episodes of my voice with two new ones every week. There's technically three new ones every week if you're at the $5 tier, but I plug the $2 tier because that's good business. Patreon.com slash remember the game. You get a ton of shit for it. Plus two additional shows every week. Join our discord right into the show all that stuff and 5% of everything you donate to us in, or at Patreon is going to be donated to the Stollery Children's Hospital in December. We're already over a thousand dollars raised, which is fucking incredible. So thank you all so much for the love over there. And if you need some new shirts, some new tank tops, some new posters, some new hoodies, and they're good hoodies and t-shirts. I can't speak to the posters. I haven't seen one, but I'm sure they're good. How do you make a bad poster? Uh, hit up rememberthegamepodcast.com and check out our 20% off sale all month of June. Enter the promo code RTG200 at rememberthegamepodcast.com to save 20% on your merchandise. And finally, oh, two finalies. One, I have a P.O. box. You can find the address at rememberthegamepodcast.com. Uh, I don't know what off the top of my head to tell it to you, but it's there on the website. Just shoot me a little thing, a postcard or a letter. Let me know where you're listening. I'll send you one back and we'll be friends. And finally, I am on Twitch. Whenever I can find time to get on there, twitch.tv slash member the game, not remember, member the game. Come on by, see my face, see my nose, tell me why I'm wrong, talking about your favorite video game. And uh, I'll argue with you because I like talking to the crowd over there. All right. That is going to do it for this week's episode. I'm going to do some shout outs and get on with my life. I'll be back tomorrow for all of our Patreons with expansion pass number 115, which is going to be a look back at the Game Boy. I'll be back with Game Patch 94.0 on Friday, and I'll be back next week with a whole other juicy slab of podcasts because that's literally all I do with my life anymore. Thanks for listening. Talk to you all on the next one. Purple Monkey Dishwasher. Oh, wait, I'm supposed to say that after the shout outs. So cheers. Never mind. Just cheers. Remember the Game is brought to you by our Patreons. I could not produce all the content I just puke up all over you every week without all of your support. The following people are signed up at our Senior Executive Vice President level or higher at patreon.com slash rememberthegame, and I'd like to take a moment to butcher a bunch of their names and thank them all personally. So a huge thank you to... Makeshift Mallow, Magic Money the First, Joe Buck, Sharonic, Andre Keegs and his stupid fucking arrow handle, James Clark, Dave McGee, DNA Gaming, Slick Rick, Doug Dorn, Charlie Medeiros, Andrew Wright, Jordan, the Good Enough Gamer on YouTube, Fraser Burns, Lil Bunny Fufu89, Angry Ticks, Dave Thompson, No One Cares, Brandon O'Brien, Aaron Lawson, Matt McLean, Nathan Tromblay, A Town, Morgan, Zane Donovan, Ryan Kinchin, Mike Maloney, G9 PSX, Raging Demon, Wolfgang Darren, Sam Wright, Andy Hudson, Chris Coplin, Doogie, Wolf Magic 21, Johnny CCDC, Joe LeBlanc, Squints, Titan 420, Zonko 504, Russell Aldridge, Jeff Bergeron, Captain N, Game Nomad Nisi. Misi, I was doing so good. Game Nomad Misi, Daniel, Tunable Power, John Woodruff, Just a Fish, Noob Q, Super Dad Bros Podcast, Denzalo, Holmes, Zach Shepard, Chris Dickin, Untakar, Matthew D'Amico, Frosty Feet 492, Chris Larkin, Austin Cook, Elijah Burns, Stephen Parnell, Ray San Wontongo, Zach Coiner, DBXJ, Jameer Williams, Steve Dalk, Phil McCracken, Trav H, Mizuru, Nicholas Chaffee, David Marcus, Phil Lencher, Ruben Elizald, Eric James, Riley Turvey, Jake Carter, C-Spin, Thomas Smith, Nicola, Munch Makuchi, Leroy Westrich, Dark Squall, Jerry the 3D Printed Sawstrich, Evolva, Sean Ramos, Boston Porksaw, DB Cooper, Stud Still Smash, Mojo the Helper Monkey, Solid Rake, Brand Hewitt, Gabe, Dan Fuselman, Aaron Mitson, Decoy Man, John Jameson, Wyatt, the surgeon who's not a surgeon, Roe, Tyler Nightmare, Blaine, the Hoagie Man, Terry Douglas, Benjamin Swiller, Pet My Peef Podcast, Tristantine the Great, Hego Waffle, Esteban Devaro, Kach, Jimothy, Joe Stone, Chris Williams, Nicole Novak, Cody Richardson, General Fury, Salty by Design, Jason Workman, Them Boys on the Roof, Oh What the Fuck, LOL, Max Lagroom, James Juan Francesco, the Jamadian Nightmare, Matt Hamilton, Nomad, James Black, Sam Carpenter, 
Nerdy, Nerdy Hybrid, Tug Jones, Adam Fletcher, Colin Bollinger, Justified 01, Lucas Charleston, Joey Mercury, You Lick My Butt, IR Jackal, Therand, Isaias. How was I doing so good? And now it's all completely falling apart here. Tech Mage 299, Timmy the Exuberant Turtle, fuck. Lance Jones, Brian Neese, Christian Gabriel, Radioactive Man, Phoenix 783. Oh, that's it. All right, well, that wasn't so bad. I've done worse than that. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. And thank you so much for the support, all of you. I'll talk to you on the next one. Purple Monkey freaking dishwasher.